You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, man? Welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And on today's show, one of the original members of the show, John Kegley, is on with us today. We are three writers who got our start writing at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we hosted our own Chargers show, Chargers Domination Live. We've been covering the Chargers together for over six years, but this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? A special thank you to all of our first-time listeners today. You guys should give yourself a pat on the back. We appreciate you guys checking out the show, and we hope that you stick with it. And then, of course, just a special thank you to all of our loyal fans that continue to let us do this every day. We always appreciate you guys, and we'll have some voicemail appreciation on tomorrow's show as well. But before we get into that, today we have some news because the Chargers have brought back tight end Steven Anderson, who was a restricted free agent. He is back in the fold, and now the tight end group looks a little bit more complete, so we'll start with what we think about that. And if the Chargers need to address it, still in the draft. And then in the second segment, we're going to be getting into press conferences from two new Chargers additions, Ode Abushi and also tight end Jerry Cook. They had some really good things to say about why they came to L.A., how they talk about their playing style, especially Abushi talking about being physical and scaring me a little bit. But that's always a good thing with an offensive lineman. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about how free agency has changed our views on what the Chargers have to do in the draft. Obviously, certain positions have been filled. Others have been taken away from other guys going and signing in other places. And maybe what we thought about the draft two weeks ago has changed a lot because of these signings. So let's go ahead and get into it. I want to start here with a signing that the Chargers made on Monday because I think we all assumed that Steven Anderson would come back to the Chargers just because he was a restricted free agent. They had a big hole at the position after Hunter Henry leaves. They have not brought back Virgil Green yet, who was a blocking tight end who obviously was lost for the rest of the season after a serious injury. So we don't think at his age he will be back with the team. So now the Chargers have three tight ends, Jerry Cook, Donald Parham, and Steven Anderson. And although Donald Parham is obviously the guy that gets you excited with the size and the 4-6 speed and all of those things, but as far as in overall you know, receiving tight ends, Steven Anderson did some things down the stretch of the season last year, David, that made you kind of be like, huh, maybe he should have a little bit more of a role in this offense because when Hunter Henry went on the COVID-19 list the last two weeks of the season, Steven Anderson ended up having seven of his eight catches he had on the year for 100 yards. He went four for 48 one game, three for 52 the last game against the Chiefs. And I think that's what you kind of looking at even in an extremely small sample size and saying, I would like to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, he definitely put his best foot forward in those opportunities. I thought he caught the ball well. I thought he was elusive. I thought he broke tackles well. Uh, I thought he was pretty physical. I I liked what I saw. I I thought he was just waiting for his opportunity the whole year, and he finally got it, and he definitely made the most of it. I mean, I agree with you saying, hey, you know, what he put on tape, what he put out there, I mean, that was attractive. I I enjoyed watching it. I can see how that could benefit the Chargers in the future. And I think that's why the Chargers ultimately brought Steven Anderson back. I think he has some qualities that can continue to help this team. And, you know, we don't know what this tight end group is going to look like, but we do know that this guy has some tools that excite the Chargers. And honestly, they excite me too. 
And he has more, you know, experience, relatively speaking, as far as Donald Parham, more than Donald Parham does. So at least, you know, he's had seasons in which he's played in, you know, a lot of games and things like that. He hasn't really ever been the main role as tight end or the main starter at tight end for a team outside of maybe Houston in 2017 where he had his best year. But still, there's something there that you want to see a little bit more of and you feel good about the receiving options. If they, you know, one of these top two guys were to go down with an injury, he could step up and be adequate and be serviceable, make people miss. I mean, he had more missed tackles in the last two games that he forced than Hunter Henry did the whole season job, which just wasn't part of his game. But I do think, John, that the one thing that isn't going to help Steven Anderson, especially if they end up bringing in another tight end in the draft or in free agency even, even though I think we all kind of doubt at this point that the Chargers are going to bring in another free agent tight end, I would say that not only was he not really consistent as a run blocker or anything like that, I mean, the other part of it was on special teams, he was a liability. I mean, a couple of kicks that ended up getting blocked were directly due to his blocking ability, you know, and being on those special teams units. So if it comes down to playing a role on special teams, we know Darius Swinton is coming in. Maybe he can change things around. But I think that's another thing that hurts Steven Anderson if they bring in someone else because that third tight end, I think you want him to play special teams. Yeah, you do want him to play special teams. You want him to have a role somewhere other than just on offense, especially if you're going to have a guy like Jared Cook already taking majority of the the receptions and Parham is still basically your developmental piece in the in the waiting after what he did last year with the touchdowns. So Steven Anderson, you saw a glimpse of what he can do in the passing game, but he's going to have to really take what he did and turn it up a notch just to really overshadow any special team struggles or anything like that. But if they do draft somebody, it's going to be obviously because it's more more than likely going to be the future of this team. Even if it's a third or fourth round tight end, there's still some pretty good guys in this draft class, you don't have to go for Kyle Pitts. I know a lot of Charger fans and Facebook groups are saying, we got to go Kyle Pitts. We got to go for him. No, there's a lot of good guys later on in the in the draft that you can go with in this second round, even the third round, and still get your future tight end to go with Parham. So Steven Anderson is not good on special teams. You might see him gone next year, but if he can improve some stuff, he might be your third guy next year as well or – he could even be your second string and your new future tight end has time to develop. Well, also, we don't know what type of tight end they want to bring in as well because it seems like all three of these tight ends that are on the roster now have all similar profiles and they're all pass catching first tight ends. Maybe they don't want a, a in inline blocking type of tight end. Maybe they want an aerial attack coming out of that position. We don't know. But the draft is going to clear that up. I think uh, it's definitely something that they're going to address. But in what form or fashion, that's going to be uh, interesting to find out what they're going to do about that. Well, obviously, Jared Cook was a big part of the New Orleans offense. But they also had other tight ends that they would use to block, right? So you would think, I mean, knowing that it's not going to be totally the same as the Saints offense and knowing that there's going to be some Shanahanian trends that come from this offense as well. Those tight ends do a lot for the most part. I mean, they have tight ends do a lot of different things can keep them on the field so that when they're on the field in line, you don't know it's a run and that they're not running a route, right? You still want to have the unpredictability of just because you have this guy on the field doesn't mean that you're just going to throw it every time because this guy can block as well. So I do think it is finding that balance. And I do think, you know, there are a few tight ends that have been 
mentioned as far as potential Chargers targets in the draft, like Brevin like Jordan Brevin from Jordan. Miami, Hunter Long from Boston College, Tommy Tremble because he's at Notre Dame, and also another guy that you're not going to see a lot of because he actually blocks at the college level, which is not something you see a lot from college tight ends. I mean, just because it's such different offenses that are being run at that level. But you would like to have Fryermuth? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's Baby Gronk, but... That's his nickname. I know, but just as far as ability goes, like... Some crazy high expectations with that kind of nickname, man. I mean... But even Gronk, it's like Gronk wasn't a first-round pick. Travis Kelsey wasn't a first-round pick. Darren Waller wasn't a first-round pick. George Kittle wasn't a first-round pick. You can find tight ends that can come in and not just be, you know, contributors, but end up being really, really good tight ends. And, I mean, usually the first-round tight ends are the ones we haven't always historically seen pan out, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how much of an issue they think it is. Two tight ends in NFL history that were picked at number 13, Tony Gonzalez and Kellen Winslow. Yeah, it's been a long time since then, though. College offenses have changed a lot since then as well. I think it's just the, you know, being able to evaluate these guys and how they're going to play in a pro-style offense. That's why you see so many guys coming from Iowa because they do run that offense. We're getting bogged down here, but I think we're all in favor of bringing in another tight end in the draft because – the tight end of the future, it's not Steven Anderson. I mean, it's not Jared Cook. Maybe you could say maybe Donald Parham, but I mean, with 10 career catches, it's really hard to say that. You need to bring in someone that you think could develop into that or at least bring in someone that maybe is a little bit more well-rounded. Th- maybe you're attacking more next year. This year is probably going to be the most telling year, right? I mean, new coach, a smarter coach, probably well more – balanced offense this is going to be the year you really find out who you have as weapons yeah we'll see and we'll see you know how long they stick around if these guys aren't bringing them what they think they need out of that position but we do have two more segments to get into tight end is something we might even bring up at the end of the show but we're going to talk about the chargers and newest tight end as far as external additions jared cook because he got to speak in a press conference and so did new signing oday abushi so we're going to get into what they had to say coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. Right now, guys, it's a good thing we're running this because it's the absolute best time to be betting on sports because March Madness, the NCAA tournament, that's probably the best thing to bet on during the year, especially if you like betting you know, a small amount of money to try to win a lot of money, which is basically my only area of expertise or at least the only area that I'm interested in as far as betting goes. So with all of these smaller seeds upsetting giant teams like Abilene Christian over Texas. I mean, there's just so many good winning bets that are out there on small teams that you guys can win big with betonline.ag. And make sure you head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And you can even have some free money to bet with a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on, all caps, one word at betonline.ag. Free money, March Madness. Get over there and make sure to use the promo code locked on, all caps, one word. To get that 50% welcome bonus. Alright guys, well now I want to get into a couple of press conferences. And usually when you hear press conferences, they're not totally exciting. I mean, if you guys have watched any of Justin Herbert's press conferences, you know exactly how a press conference can go. That doesn't really Paint get trying. you much out of it, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty boring. But the two guys that spoke today... I really liked what they had to say. They seem to both have a lot of energy. Jared Cook, their newest tight end from the Saints and the Raiders and a bunch of teams. And also Ode Abushi, who has also played for the Raiders in most recently with the Detroit Lions. But 
I really liked the energy both of the guys brought. I thought that Abushi definitely brought a little bit more energy than Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer did. And that's not an indictment on them, but I definitely liked the things he had to say. And I'll start with the thing I liked most that he had to say, John. And that was him talking about his physicality. And I mean, one of the reasons that I liked what he said is because I've seen the physicality, you know, in person or at least on tape. I've seen him, you know, pancake guys and just really be a physical player. So when I heard this, I thought it was hilarious. He ended up being asked to describe his mentality and he said, probably physical. For me, at the end of the day, I was always attracted to football because you were able to be physical at play and have fun with the guys without having to worry about the repercussions of being physical. And that's like a giant kid at school saying, you know, hey, well, if I you know, beat up the kids on the playground, I can't do that. But if I go play football, that's kind of allowed. And then he ended up going in to say, I've always wanted to be physical first. That's all my game. Establish that right off the bat, that it's going to be 60 minutes of dogfight. It's what gets me going. It's what fires me up as far as my competitiveness and the athlete in me wants to dominate. So, John, when we've been talking about kind of getting that attitude for so long, it is refreshing to hear a player who actually does play very physically say that in a press conference. Refreshing is literally an understatement. <laughs> we finally have a guy that is coming here to compete. He's got such a small deal on his contract, and yet he is going to be physical, competitive, and a 60 minutes of just straight dogfight. Can you ask for anything else? You got guys like Donald Butler who got a giant contract and then just sat around all day. There's guys like Eddie Lacy on the Packers who gets a decent contract and then all of a sudden is munching down McDoubles all day and gains all that weight. Like this is a guy who's going to be making less than two million on a contract and is still going to be having a dogfight, competitive type of attitude and wants to win. It's really. I can't even think of a better word, honestly. Refreshing is good, but there's got to be a better word for that, like relieving, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of words All that could probably it's It feels really good to hear. Especially when you've seen him do it, right? It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. But, I mean, when I looked in that man's eyes, I know you wanted to hurt somebody. And luckily, it's the guy going across from him. But if you look at some of the other videos that are around him, uh, out there of him talking kind of candidly about football. I mean, he uses much less choice words, right? He's not afraid to say, hey, I want to dominate you. You're not my effing friend. Like, I'm here to earn my paycheck, get better, and dominate you for 60 minutes. And that's just something you always want to hear from your offensive lineman, in my opinion. But I do think he's also more than just being a power-blocking guy as well. I'm really excited for that addition. But Jerry Cook, David, is pretty much the only offensive weapon that the Chargers have outright signed during this free agency period. He's, you know, not a guy that they brought back in. And when he was talking, it was really interesting to hear what he had to say about the coaches. And he had a lot of high words for them, right? Talking about Joe Lombardi, he says, I know what Joe brings to the table, man. He's a grinder. Joe stays up till 4 or 5 in the morning, making sure that your offense is ready to go week in and week out. And he puts in the time. He puts in the effort. And I've seen it firsthand. And then he also ended up talking about Frank Smith, the Chargers new, you know, run game coordinator and all the other things he's going to be bringing to the table as far as coaching too with the tight ends and everything. He said he's the type of coach that's not going to go in the meeting room and tell you how it should be or what you should have done because anybody could do that. Frank is the type of coach that asks you, what did you see right here? Why did you see this? He gets to understand your thought process. And it's just funny because 
All of these things are kind of exactly what we thought of Brandon Staley. And now these are the guys you're hearing from, you know, former players of them that almost seem like they're in the same mold. Right. Well, I mean, it's one thing to go out there and say you want collaboration, say you want open-ended communication. And it's another thing to have a source verify that that's exactly what you bring to the table. And that's what Jared Cook is basically saying. He's saying, hey, Brandon Staley wants to do this. Frank Smith has done this. And this is the experience I've had. And he said that that's why he's so close with Frank Smith, uh, that basically after that bond was created, that they've been good friends ever since. And he was a big influence besides Justin Herbert uh, in coming to play football with the Chargers. Frank Smith, a close friend of his and a good coach, he said one of the best coaches he's ever had, one of the best tight end coaches he's ever had. And like I said, he did speak very highly of Justin Herbert as well. He said, what excites me about Justin is his arm strength, his ability to read defenses, and also be able to get out of situations with his legs. He said, that's where the league is going. I mean, that's something that Anthony Lynn said as well. But, I mean, just another source saying, hey, this this guy is special. He has the ability to move and, maneuver and manipulate the pocket, and he has the arm strength to make any throw in the book. I mean, co- going from Aaron Rodgers to Drew Brees to – Justin Herbert, I mean, that's some really good quarterbacks to play with and also a lot of experience to lend to not only Justin Herbert, but the other tight ends in the room as well. Yeah, and it's funny because we've heard that from other free agents as well. I mean, some of them are kind of like, oh, what do you think about Justin Herbert? But in many of the reasons why you've heard people wanting to come here, it's either, you know, prior relationships or something along those lines with the offensive linemen and guys like that. But it's also been Justin Herbert and both of those guys had to, had that to say in their press conferences on Monday. Like you said, you know, Jared Cook had all those things to say. He also said he could really sling it. Odea Bushi just said that, you know, part of the reason he wanted to come is because Justin Herbert's been balling out and he was excited for the opportunity to create something special. But it's pretty funny to think about, John, that one year in, it's like we all thought, you know, Brandon Staley is going to bring all these guys in, right? And I mean, to some extent, the coaching staff they have and the relationships have brought in a lot of these guys, but... Even as a second-year player, people were coming in from around the leagues on small deals a lot of times. I mean, what we've seen with these latest signings. And part of that is because they want to play with this young kid. A lot of that stuff is to make them look better also. Because if you're, say, you're playing with someone like a David Carr, right? A guy who would hold the ball a lot, get sacked <laughs> a lot. If you're someone like that, you make the offensive line look bad and the wide receivers Carr. Bo- make them bored. <laughs> if you're Jared Cook and you have someone like a David Carr behind the offensive line, you're literally just spending 60 minutes running to a spot and waiting for the whistle to blow. Like, Do you want to do that for your whole career? Like, You get paid a lot of money to do it, but you're going to be bored. You know, it, this is Well, and Justin Herbert's going to make you money. <laughs> exactly. And if you're offensive lineman, you want to know that you're not having to block for six or seven seconds because the quarterback holds the ball too long. You want to know that he's going to make you look good. If you're – if he's – doing a three-step drop, getting the ball away quick, he's making you look good. No pressures. If you're Jared Cook and he's getting the ball away quick and he's throwing to you, getting you touchdowns in the red zone, making you look good. Now you can go get a job elsewhere after this season for more money when the salary cap hopefully goes up again. It makes you look good, and you also have fun. If, if you're not having fun, then it's like what Derek Jeter said when he was getting ready to retire. He said, I figured I would retire when it, felt, when it started to feel like work. And now it feels like work and I'm retiring. If the game feels like work, you're not going to have fun. You're not going to play hard. There's no point. 
Look no further than our very own Felipe Rivers. I mean, I think he kind of embodied that. You didn't think he was going to play just to play, right? And I think that has to be a part of it. And I think, I mean, I don't often endorse press conference sound, but I think it was a lot of fun watching these two guys. They had really good energy to get you excited about the season, to get you excited about those additions. I would suggest well, and it gets you excited them. about the men too, right? I mean, they said some personal stories about what they've done, and you know, some things that are important to them, and it it just makes you understand who they are as, as people and that family aspect they both kind of talked about. So that's another aspect of it. I mean, I, I like both guys. Uh, I'm rooting for both guys. So hopefully, they, they do well this year. And the Chargers have always put a premium on bringing in you know good people and caring about some of the off the field stuff and not wanting those headaches, especially as well but we do have one more segment to get into because free agency has changed some things and one of those things that's changed is how we are looking at the upcoming 2021 nfl draft so we'll talk about all the changes that have been made so far this offseason how that plays a part in the upcoming draft and much more coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys if you need any type of auto part the only place to go is rockauto.com i found myself in position once again to need their services this last week and all i did was go to rockauto.com put it in the type of car i had In a few easy clicks, I got the best price and I got the part I needed delivered directly to my door. I can't suggest it enough because, especially for me, someone who doesn't know a ton about cars, convenience is right up there as far as, as well as getting the best price. So if you're looking for that combination of things, rockauto.com is the only place to go. Just go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I also need to tell you guys about the matchup of all matchups in the bracket. And you know I'm talking about the Built Bar bracket because it's Built Bar Madness. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And right now they are all in a gladiator coliseum fight to see which Built Bar is the best Built Bar. And we have a hell of a matchup today because the coconut brownie chunk, one that took the locked on host by storm, is going up against another fan favorite lemon almond cheesecake in the bracket a coconut brownie chunk is kind of a juggernaut anything with lemon cheesecake i mean i'm going to be in on i think this one's tough but if you guys want to get your input on it go to builtbar.com or you can see them on twitter at bar underscore built and you can have your voice heard because i know you guys don't want the wrong bar to win this bracket but also remember guys since you are a listener of this show, you can get 15% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15, all caps, one word, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, well, we've talked about a ton of signings so far during the offseason and a lot of things that we want to see the Chargers do, a lot of things they have done, and a lot of things that they haven't done and guys they haven't brought back, as well as the guys that they have brought in. But I think one of the things that we've seen so far is what they've done in free agency shifting some of the ways about how we feel about the upcoming draft because going into it where they were losing four offensive linemen including you know their three interior offensive linemen none of them being immediately re-signed or re-signed before they hit the open market we knew that was going to be a huge need going into the draft and that they'd have to spend multiple picks maybe even two of the top 100 or three of the top 100 picks on the offensive line and David, we still have a massive hole at left tackle because none of us want to see Trey Pipkins man that spot or don't believe that he can at this point in his career. But the interior offensive line, you feel a lot better about going into the draft, even if you still might address it. Yeah, definitely. I still think it's something they might look at somewhere in the draft. 
but I think the plan, like plan A is still the plan, right? It's left tackle. You got to address it. You got to address it early. But I think after that, I think it's defense heavy. I think there's a lot of different positions on the defensive side that the the Chargers need to address. They need to feel much better about. I mean, corner, pass rusher, defensive line, just to name a couple. Uh, And I think this is just Brandon Staley. I mean, he's going to be very, I think his fingerprints are going to be all over this draft. I think you're going to see a lot more defensive picks in this one than offensive picks. And I think he's just going to go up to Tom and say, hey, these are the guys I want on the defensive side. Go get them or go try and get them and get the guys I want. That way I can mold this defense in my image. One, John, I know you talked about when we were talking about, you know, our free agency grades to this point. The only thing that you really weren't ecstatic about was just the fact that only one defensive guy was brought in and he was already here, right? You were just able to retain Michael Davis, but they haven't been super active as far as bringing in more defensive players while players like Denzel Perriman, Rashawn Jenkins, Isaac Rochelle all walk out the door. And I mean, I think we all you know view those guys as replaceable guys to some extent, but they're still sitting here with pretty big holes. And I do think to what David's saying, yes, I mean, we know that they're going to have to, you know, attack some of these positions in the draft. It's not unheard of that they could fill all those positions with starters at this point, but to get depth at safety, edge rusher, to find a starting corner, I mean, those are all things that going into the draft will have to be addressed. And you'll see, you know, like me and you talked about before the show, what Staley's imprint is on this team. Well, it's going to come down to what do you get? Basically, as a best player available, I guess is the best way to say it when it comes to the draft. When it comes to second, third, fourth, fifth round, because I think first round just has to be off the offensive line. If you don't get your left tackle in free agency, it's got to be your first pick. If, are we all if still left there. tackle or bust at 13? I think we are, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Good. After that, it's got to be who's the best defensive player available that fits your need. Is it a corner, linebacker, defensive line? Which one is the best one? And you got to go for it. When it comes to the third round, it's the same thing. You know, it. I think that's basically what this all is going to come down to. And I think Staley is going to have this blueprint of, here's the like five guys I think will fit my system. If one of them is there in the second round, go for them. You know, like it's going to be something like that. Like you might see someone like Jabril Cox, for example. Let's say Jabril Cox fits Staley's uh, system just just perfectly. And he's right. going to go, I know this guy looks like he's a third-round prospect, but if he's there in the second round, go for it. Just make sure you get him for me. You could see stuff like that possibly, but it's going to be what does Staley want. I, I'm tr- I truly believe it's going to be what does Staley want. If Staley says, this guy fits my system, can you get him for me? I think Telesco is going to pull the trigger. Well, and I think the biggest one has to be, I mean, outside of left tackle, it's cornerback, right? I mean, you have an obvious opening where Casey Hayward Jr. used to reside If you think you're going into the draft and finding a starting cornerback in that draft, I think that's something that it's hard to know that you're going to come away with that, right? And when guys like Troy Hill and Kyle Fuller and even know the latest, Adoree Jackson, which is another guy that, you know, is a Chargers favorite as far as Chargers Twitter wanting to go get, those guys are off the board. The amount of starting corners are getting older (laughs) as far as what's available. You know, guys like Richard Sherman. And it's just you don't know necessarily what you're going to get from some of these guys. So we don't feel good about Brandon Faison being the starting cornerback. None of us would say we feel good enough about that and what the limited action that we've seen. I mean, at this point, 
He had one really good preseason. He's filled in because of injuries at times and gotten picked on when he's in the game. So I don't think any of us want to see that. Maybe Brandon Staley makes a difference, but I think we all know the Chargers still need a starting cornerback. But if you're talking about building an offense in your image, right, there's not a better situation that you could ask for as far as you get nine draft picks. Find the guys that you want, right? And so I do think this will be a good opportunity to get a lot of new blood on the defensive side in the room this upcoming season, even if it's young guys, because it's young guys that he gets to bring into the league. He gets to ingratiate with the coaches that he believes in and the defense that he trusts. So I do think this will be a big opportunity for him to do that. And I think we'll see his fingerprints all over it if what any of the Chargers' former coaches had to say as far as their input on the draft. We've seen those guys get drafted to the Chargers. We have to expect Brandon Staley will be the same. But that is going to do it for today's show. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow and get into some voicemails. We have a ton of voicemails with a ton of great stuff to talk about, so make sure you check back in with us then. But until then, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and like the Facebook page at Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. And if you guys like the show, make sure to rate and review as well. We would really appreciate it. We also have a new Instagram page, which you can find at Locked On Chargers, where we play clips from every show of the week every day. So, there's a lot of good stuff on there. We hope you guys check out all of our social media platforms. And if you guys want to get your voicemails on tomorrow's show, the number is 323-524-7924. The more they're about recent things and free agency and all of that, the more likely they are to be played on the show. But that's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.